the Superhero Marathon Spectacular. Hello and welcome. I believe this is day 17 of the Superhero Marathon. So congratulations on making it so far. <laughs> uh, today we have another uh, Comics Cave offshoot. Uh, this was the uh, the fourth one. For my fourth Comics Cave episode, I talked a lot about uh, Justice League International uh, from the 80s. And yeah, it, I, it covered seven comics and uh, went on for over two hours. <laughs> it's probably the longest one I've done, I believe. But being unfamiliar with a lot of these characters, uh, it was a fascinating read for me. And it, it brought up a lot of questions. And uh, one of those questions led to this offshoot where I talk about Leaguers Lost. And so I'll leave you to that. Uh, I guess I forgot yesterday to announce uh, what was playing over on uh, Patreon because the Patreon members have already heard these offshoots. Uh, so yesterday um, was a, a conversation with uh, Rachel Outfield and I talking about, uh, I guess, mostly the Fantastic Four. But uh, we talked about Spider-Man and uh, old cartoons and a bunch of fun stuff over there yesterday. And then today, over on Patreon, I'm talking about uh, Chicken Man, which was a old-time radio show. I guess maybe it was more of a uh, old-time radio segment that ran uh, for a couple minutes every day back in the 60s, late 60s. And then I caught up with it when my local radio station was running them in the 80s. Uh, but yeah, I talk about that. So that's what's heading, that's what's going on over on Patreon. For day 17. Or I guess am I running 18 over there on Patreon? Oh, anyway. <laughs> there's stuff going on over Patreon. As well as what you're hearing today. And so let's go ahead and get into this fourth offshoot of Leaguers Lost. Well, Hello. Welcome back to the Comics Cave offshoot. It's another little crevice from the uh, the main cave and its path. Where uh, I talk about a little tidbit from my latest episode. Uh, the most recent episode that I did was the uh, where I talked about Justice League, A New Beginning. That really changed things up and made it more of a character-based, comedy-infused look into the lives of these superheroes rather than just focusing on the uh, the superheroics and uh yeah it was it was a different take and it was a it was a success and people talk about it all the time and uh so i i went through and i talked about all the new league members you know you have batman and uh, black canary and blue beetle mr miracle a uh, booster gold eventually uh, Dr. Fate's in there for a little bit. Uh, you have Captain Marvel or Shazam in there. Uh, it's a really interesting take. And one of the things that I've I've heard is that those first seven issues that I talk about are actually, uh, it gets better from there. Like starting after, the, after they're established as Justice League International, 
um, it really kicks in and, and what has become known and loved about that series happens kind of after those episodes that I talked about. So I'm, I'd be interested to, to read from then on, but that's not what I'm here to talk about today. Uh, today I'm going to talk about a little tidbit. There was a, a brief moment at the beginning of the episode when the new Justice League members were gathering and Martian Manhunter has been, has always, has been a staple of the Justice League and he's always been a member and <clears throat> well, at least most of the time. And, you know, a lot of these newcomers don't know the history, don't have the respect for the league. And he, he's pointing out right away in the first issue, you know, he's saying, I, I know what the league stands for. I know the things I know about those that we've lost. And he looks up at the, like a computer monitor and showing four characters on different screens indicating that those were former Justice League members that they have lost. And just briefly looking at it, and I even said this in the episode, I, I really didn't recognize any of them. I'm like, geez, I don't know. I don't know any of those Justice League members. So for this little offshoot episode for all of the uh, Patreon members, I thought, well, I'll, I'll look back at uh, these characters and find out who they are and you know, how they were lost kind of thing. So that's what I'm here to do. There was four characters shown. And so those are the four characters that I'm going to focus on. I, I'm, I'm going to add a picture of those four characters from the comic here. So you can look and see who I'm talking about. And, I'll, and I, I think I go, no, I don't go in order of who the pictures are, but uh, I think you'll figure it out as I go along. So these are members from the incarnation of the Justice League. It's referred to a lot, a lot of times as Justice League Detroit because they were based in Detroit during this this time, and and uh, basically, I guess when that version started up, you know, uh, Aquaman was was kind of starting starting back up the uh, the Justice League, and Martian Manhunter was right there with him. And I don't know why they went to Detroit, but they did. And so, yeah, so that, that's where these characters came in. And I'll talk about each of them. So the first one up there is uh, Steel. And as I got to know who these characters were, I'm like, oh, I've seen iterations of these characters before. So I'll, I'll explain uh, who Steel is and then maybe where you may have seen him previously. Uh, so this version of Steel, or sometimes referred to as Commander Steel is kind of a throwback to uh, Captain America. And I'll, I'll explain that as I go along here. Uh, so the, the the picture that we're looking at is of Henry or Hank Haywood III. And he underwent extensive surgery, which enhanced his body with mechanized steel devices, giving him superhuman strength, speed, and durability. Uh, this surgery was performed against Hank's will at the insistence of his grandfather, Henry Hayward I, uh, a Marine who underwent the same procedure after being injured in an attack by German saboteurs just prior to the U.S. involvement in World War II. Henry I used his abilities to fight against foreign threats during the war, allying himself with the All-Star Squadron, 
and was commissioned as Commander Steele by Winston Churchill himself. Years later, Haywood's son, Hank Haywood Jr., died in Vietnam. Overcome by grief, Haywood blamed his son's death on mortal weakness and used his resources as a wealthy industrialist to incorporate the same mechanized components into his grandson, Hank Hayward III. So Hank III, as Steele, uh, joined the Justice League when they reformed in Detroit, funded and later opposed by his grandfather. He served alongside Vibe, Gypsy, Vixen, and Martian Manhunter. A version of Steele appeared in the CW TV show Legends of Tomorrow. And I, I definitely remember that. You know, it was like season three or four or something like that. So I, I, I do kind of understand um, Steele a little bit from watching that show. Uh, more so, this next character I'm going to talk about, Vibe. I, I didn't even put two and two together, but uh, Francisco Ramon was a metahuman with the innate ability to create shockwaves. He grew up in Detroit and was a leader of the street gang Los Lobos. Not very original there. Until the Justice League arrived. Until the Justice League arrived. Then he gave up that life and applied for and applied for membership to be a superhero. It was a shaky start, but he soon proved himself capable. Vibe, or more appropriately, Cisco was featured as a major character in the CW TV show, The Flash. I mean, yeah, from issue one, actually from before that, uh, he was introduced uh, alongside Barry Allen on uh, the Air- on Arrow. And then, yeah, I think up until like season seven, which I haven't followed The Flash in a long time, but I guess he recently left the show, the, the actor who plays Cisco Ramon. Uh, left left the show. But yeah, he I mean, he was pretty much in every episode of The Flash until he left. And he was a major character. And so, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, Vibe, that's right. He did call himself Vibe after he realized he had superpowers. And I'm sure his superpowers were a little bit different than what it shows here in his uh, little biography. Uh, but yeah, he was a member of the Justice League. And... It's kind of interesting that he used to be a, the leader of a of a street gang. Um, so yeah, there's that's vibe, and he's shown on the far right of the the picture that I put in there. Uh, the next character I'm going to talk about here is Gypsy, and you can probably tell who she is in the picture as well. <laughs> um, but uh, so uh, Gypsy is uh, Cindy Reynolds, and when Cindy's illusion casting powers began to manifest when she was 14, she ran away from her abusive suburban home to Detroit. She used her powers to protect herself on the streets and eventually took on the name Gypsy and dressed in the stereotypical clothes and styles of her Romani heritage. When the Justice League moved in, she was able to bypass their security measures and spy on the team. After she joined them in a major battle and proved herself, she was asked to join. So there you go. There's Gypsy. Never heard of Gypsy before. I don't think I've seen her in any TV adaptations or anything like that. She's a a new character for me. Never, never heard of her. Never seen her. So that's interesting. 
kind of makes me want to go read the uh, Justice League Detroit series as well. But all in good time, right? All in good time. Okay, so the last member pictured there is uh, Vixen. And uh, Vixen, this character's name is Mari McCabe. Macabe? Mary Macabe or McCabe? I'm just going to go with McCabe. Mari was raised by her father, the local priest in a small village in Africa. Her mother had been killed by poachers when she was young. Mari's father was later killed by her uncle, General McSai. I think that's how McSay, McSai, McSay, McSai. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't look up the pronunciations of these. Sorry. Anyway, he was killed because her father was killed because he protected the Tantu totem and Maxai wanted its power. Uh, Mari remembered her mother speaking of the legend of the Tantu totem, which would give the wearer all the powers of the animal kingdom. Uh, Mari la- later moved to America and became a model in New York City. Uh, during one of her travels to Africa, she obtained the totem back from her uncle. And she began fighting crime and protecting the innocent, which is the mission of the Tantu Totem, and then later joined the Justice League when they reformed in Detroit. And yeah, I'm I'm familiar with this character too. There was a version of Vixen, again, on the CW TV show Legends of Tomorrow. I think the same time that uh, Steel was there, or Commander Steel, whichever way. So so yeah, some of these characters have been uh, portrayed before. So I, I definitely remember Vixen and enjoyed her quite a bit actually on the show. Okay. So let's get into how these characters became lost or what, what happened to these characters. And so, uh, once again, the infamous legends crossover comes to bear (laughs) in, in the fate of the justice league here. I talked about it in the episode about, you know, what brought about, um, why they were had to regroup and start a new justice league. Uh, So during the events of the Legends crossover, the Martian Manhunter was forced to disband the Justice League when President Ronald Reagan, yes, remember kids, this is the 80s, outlawed all superhero activity. Uh, Despite a foreboding premonition by Gypsy, both Steel and Vibe continued to fight crime in the streets. One of the villains that they faced, Professor Ivo, obsessed with destroying the Justice League, uh, takes advantage of this opportunity and sends an android (laughs) after the members of the Justice League. In a subsequent battle with this android, uh, both Steel and Vibe were killed. The rest of the team managed to survive, uh, but they all kind of went their separate ways after that, feeling the loss of, of these two fellow leaguers. And so that is what is on Martian Manhunter's mind as he's looking at these images of these characters and remembering their loss, remembering their uh, heroics and uh, working with them. And so, yeah, he's got a much more somber tone to him than some of these other leaguers that are just new members of the team and trying to figure out what's going on and all this kind of stuff. So, so there you go. There's a little tidbit from uh, from what I did with Justice League, A New Beginning. And uh, yeah, I hope you're enjoying these little offshoots. And if you do want to 
hear the entire uh, Comics Cave episode about the new Justice League. That's available at the $5 level. But until next time, I hope you guys uh, continue to make yours journey into. All right. See you next time.